Hey Docs, Dr. Bo here from circleofdocs.com and you're listening to Cairo Candy with the Billy Sticker. You're listening to Cairo Candy, the podcast of sweet chiropractic success. Now, here's your host, Billy Sticker. Hey guys, this is episode number 63 of Cairo Candy and this episode right here is the epitome of why I do this show. Uh, this is was such a fantastic interview. Uh, today you're going to be listening to an interview I did with Dr. Michael Vascarelli. And this guy, I mean, you, you want to talk about just a powerhouse in the chiropractic profession. Now, he's actually one of those guys that, um, that one of you, an audience member, reached out to me and said, Hey, Billy, you've got to... You've got to get uh, Dr. Michael uh, Vascarelli on the show. And uh, I'd heard of Amped, and a lot of you guys you know, are familiar with Amped. Well, he's one of the co-founders of Amped. But let's, let's talk a little bit about his background and why I'm so excited. His, he practiced right out, he graduated from life, uh, was fortunate enough, he worked with Dr. Jeremy Hess uh, there in the Atlanta area for uh, I think about four years or so. Well, for a couple of years right out of school. But whenever they moved to Golden, Colorado, and he talks about this in the interview, but when they moved out there and started their practice, the first week in practice, they had 170 new patients on the book the first week. The first month, you know, within that first month, they were seeing 300 visits a week. And by the end of the first year, that was up to around 1,300 visits per week. I mean, this guy just knows what it takes to build a practice, knows what it takes mentally, physically. I mean, it's just, it's great stuff. Great stuff. So he's the co-founder of Amped, co-founder of MindTweet, co-founder of Launch Tour, um, and just a Great stuff. I can go on and on and talk about how great and how awesome it is, but you know what? Enough listening to me. Let's get into the interview and listen to Dr. Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Dr. Michael Viscarelli to the show. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this has been great. We probably should have started recording 30, 40 minutes ago. We've been visiting for, <laughs> for a while now, and uh, I'm really, really excited about this show. So you're in Colorado right now? I am, yeah. So uh, my practice is in Golden, Colorado, which is kind of just west of Denver, right at the, the base of the foothills as you start to climb up to go to all those famous ski resorts like Breckenridge and Aspen and Vail and stuff. We're right at the, the base of all that and uh, in a small community, which is, is pretty cool. The, the county itself is pretty large, um, but uh, we're, we're definitely Metro Denver. Um, but it feels like you're really part of something, you know, Billy, it's like, uh, you, you know, you're cut off from the city, you know, you got these mesas, but then you're cut off from the mountains because the, the foothills are right behind you. And so you're in this little like tight knit, cool little community that still feels like a bit of a cowboy town. You know what I mean? So it's still run by the good old boys a bit and, uh, they don't want it to change. And I love being a part of it. You know, it's just, it feels like you're really a part of something where we live. Yeah, that's great. We've been, I've been to Steamboat Springs. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then uh, Colorado Springs a couple of times, but yeah, I, I you know we we had narrowed down our search when when my wife and I were were doing our cross country search as to where we wanted to put down roots. Um, <clears throat> we had narrowed it down to uh, 
Summit County, which is like Breckenridge area, Steamboat Springs were the, were the final two. And uh, we loved them for both the same reasons, but they're both a distance from the airport, which was very important to us to be able to see family and, and, and travel and stuff. Um, and so uh, we, we visited there in the winter. I mean, excuse me, in the spring when it was like May and they were getting dumped on with snow. And, uh, you know, the whole town was closed down. People were like depressed because they wanted to move on to summer and it was still snowing. And uh, we're like, man, I don't, I don't know. We, we, I don't know if we want to be a part of something that closes down for like 45 days in the, in the spring and in the, in the fall because of what they call mud season. And I stopped in at the local liquor store. You can always get a good temperature on what's going on in the community by what the, the owner of the liquor store says, you know, <laughs> it's going on with the economics. Cause even in depressions or, or booms you know people are still buying booze and i said what's your dip in gross revenue during mud season he said 70 percent minimum and i said okay well we may not open here we may vacation here <laughs> so we ended up coming down the hill as close as we could get but get down the hill where there wasn't really affected by mud seasons and stuff like that and we ended up in golden man and it's been a huge blessing we've had a blast you know just getting uh you know infiltrating the community and and getting to know the people and making this our home it's how been long, fun how long have you guys been in practice there so we're actually about to celebrate our fourth anniversary in practice. So I graduated from Life University in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, <clears throat> I mentored with doctors Jeremy and Amanda Hess down there in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, interned in their practice and, and stayed there a little bit longer right after I graduated, trained a little bit more because I had some setbacks with national boards and different things like that. And uh, and then we came out here and we moved out here in um, the very beginning of 2012 and opened our practice um, really June 1st, end of May of 2012. And so we're staring down the, uh, the pipeline of our fourth anniversary this month. And it's just been a blast, man. It almost, it feels like I've been in practice for like a hundred years, not because I'm fatigued and, and worn out, but it, it feels like the practice been so established for so long. But then also it's like, how did, how did four years go by so quickly? You know what I mean? It's a weird conundrum. What brought you into the chiropractic profession? Well, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's actually a funny story, but, um, I was really blessed by an experience. I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. I had played ice hockey um, all the way growing up, and I was from Maine originally. So in the Northeast, there I played ice hockey, um, uh, played junior A hockey after after high school, after in prep school, and all the whole nine man. Significant injuries. Um, played on scholarship in college and won multiple national championships playing ice hockey. I, it was my life, man. But I had you know, a decent amount of injuries, you know, from about eight concussions that I went to the actual hospital for, others that the, the, the team trainer was like, we got to get back to town. Let's just keep them awake on the bus. You know what I mean? It was like just, you know, as a little guy, got, you know, got, got hit up a lot and dislocated my shoulder 12 times and had my shoulder reconstructed three times by a, a, this great surgeon, nice guy. And uh, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon, but I had a significant injury that was actually healed um, uh, through chiropractic care um, and uh, learned a lot about it from a great guy. And actually, what's kind of cool is that was in Maine, um, but I take care of that chiropractor's mother out here in Colorado today and I have oh, wow. since the day I've opened my practice, which is kind of a, a neat full circle journey. And when he kind of explained to me about the opportunities with chiropractic and stuff, and 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 it just aligned with my my values and my principles. I, you know, I, I never liked to take medication. Um, I, I I never liked you know um, treating things from the outside in, and and it made sense to me. And I said, boy, I, I would think that the world could benefit from more people taking care of each other through holistic modalities. And chiropractic just made sense to me. So he he actually was a Logan grad, but introduced me to Life University, and. Uh, and over time, you know, ended up at life and um, ended up being a great choice. You know, it wasn't easy. 
Um, but it's been well worth it for sure. And so I don't have one of those miracle stories, you know, where it's like, man, I was blind and now I can see, you know what I mean? That you hear with people with chiropractic or like they're going to have their gut removed and, you know, chiropractic save their lives. I don't have one of those stories. Um, but I didn't need one of those stories. It just needed to align with my principles and my values. And, uh, then I needed to develop that. And, and there was a journey that I went through in school that helped me really develop those principles, those values, and root them deeply in the philosophies of chiropractic that has helped me stay, stay true to those philosophies and those, and those values and principles today in practice. Yeah, very good. So um, what, all do you, what all are you doing now? You're, we've had a handful of guests on the show that other people have said, Hey Billy, you need to reach out to this guy. He would be a great guest, and you're you're one of them. So tell us a little bit about what you have going on. I know you're always speaking at different uh, chiropractic colleges across the country. You're involved in AMP. What what's tell yes. us a little bit more about all that? Yeah. So when when I don't know what it was, what what experience it was, but I remember in school. There was a time when I heard somebody speak to our, our class and, and it was all falling very, very flat. There were an outside presenter coming to our class, teach business and stuff. And it, their message – and there was, out, there was a group out of Canada. I wouldn't even be able to tell you the name of them and it doesn't matter. But when, um, when, we, were in, when we were in class, they kept saying, uh, fake it until you make it. That's, that was their business principles and philosophy and our the students were just not having it i said man i you know this doesn't make any sense we need to bring back and it's like a guy that he's so old i thought he, he might as well have been on oxygen you know and i said i said uh man we need to bring you know we need to have people that come back to the school that are young relevant and have just walked this journey and can give real-time feedback to students and so I remember having that revelation while I was in school, early in school, and then you know school starts to drag you down, and all these things beat you up, and everything like that. And so when we finally got out in practice, um, I was about three to four months in, and Dr. Jeremy Hess and myself, we had an idea that it'd be great to bring back a bunch of people that recently graduated, about six months or less, into practice, and have all opened practice and come back to Life University and do what we call like a boot camp and share with the student body as to what the journey was like and that you can eliminate the starvation period. You either create it or you eliminate it. You know what I mean? It's up to you um, in practice. And so we said, let's do this. Let's bring it back to life. Let's market it. We had about 300 people there show up on a Friday night and it went off like gangbusters. I mean, all people that were just sitting in those seats, you know, and un under a year earlier, you know what I mean? And came back and shared. And so that really took off and, and with the successes of our practice, my practice and my wife starting – my wife is an uh, uh, interior designer, um, but she helped start the practice and she had multiple business, uh, uh, boutiques before we opened our practice. So she was an entrepreneur and she, she understood that lifestyle and so she helped us get this practice going before she started to transition back into design work. But when we came out, it was like day after day calls and visitors and everyone wanting to come and observe what was going on in practice. So out of a what we felt like was a necessity you know, of need, right? There was a need for us to share what was going on and how we did it. We created this program, Amped. And so I'm a co-founder. Jeremy Hess and I are co-founders. And so we, we started Amped. And AMP stands for Advanced Mentorship Program for Entrepreneurial Development. And uh, it's a mastermind. And we, we created that um, where we could rally all the young bucks, you know what I mean? All these people that are, that are, you know, wanting to achieve greatness in chiropractic, wrap it around the principle of chiropractic, deliver it 
um, you know, wrapped around the principles of chiropractic, but in however and whoever they are. You know, Billy, you're, you'd be different than me if, if you were a chiropractor and you want to open your own practice. You have, you have style, you have your, your, your ideas, you have your way of communicating and delivering chiropractic, but we could wrap it around some basic procedures and around the principle of chiropractic and let it represent you, but always give credit back to chiropractic. And so we had a vision to do that. So we created, um, we created Amped and uh, <clears throat> we created um, that boot camp graduating something called Launch Tour, which is where we go to all the campuses across the nation and uh, we bring back young, relevant graduates from those schools, and we share um, what they've done, how they've done it, and how they've achieved great success um, you know, in practice very early out of school. And uh, that's worked like gangbusters, just encouraging people, you know what I mean, and uh, uplifting people and showing that chiropractic is, is alive and well. Um, but you, you are gonna, that doesn't mean that you're going to be successful in delivering it to your community. Um, but you can be if, if you do the right things and, and you dog this thing. You know? So those are the two big things we started. And I think it came out of a desire, Billy, that I did not want to die in the floor. I had this re- weird revelation. I said, man, you see these chiropractors and they build these practices that are all wrapped around them, like Viscarelli Family Chiropractic. And it's like your picture on the website. It's like your picture on the business card. It's all about you, 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 you. And that branding is all wrapped around you. And someday you're going to want to retire. Maybe someday you're going to want to move into different areas of the profession or different areas of of business. And you're going to want to graduate from that facility or that practice in some way, shape, or form. But people can't. And the only way that they can ever get rid of their practice is if they have a child that has gone to school and graduated as a chiropractor and wants to take it over. You know what I mean? And it's like chiropractors tend to be very poor business people. And we tend to be very poor marketers and very poor branding um, specialists. You know, we, we, we have this office that has done great things for a number of years but dies with them. And so I had a desire not to do that. So the branding of our practice is not wrapped around me. It's not wrapped around my name. It's not, you know, it may be wrapped around a little bit of my style and my design. Uh, but it's mainly wrapped around chiropractic. And, uh, you know, so I wanted to uh, develop that heart for the profession more than I wanted to develop just that heart for my community, if that makes sense. So I love my community, but I love chiropractic far more. And so we've worked very, very diligently to, yes, build the practice to, 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 great, to great successful levels, but um, we also want to sow in to the, gen- the generation of chiropractic that will replace me. Um, we want to make sure that what has blessed us so much um, will, will be alive and well and in a better place when we leave it. Yeah, there's a, a book, I forget the the author that I read and it's it's called built to sell and it's not necessarily saying that you're going into practice just trying to build it up to turn around and sell it. I mean, that may be somebody's plan, but it's sure. just, it's just wise mm-hmm. to you know, be able to bring it in. I'm working with a doc right now and he's uh, his goal is to sell his practice because he wants to move to a different part of the country. Uh, he's he loves the profession. He loves what he does. He's sure. really he's got a great thriving practice. Sure, uh, and he just he wants to be in a different part of the country, and that's you know, one of the things. Fortunately, he's positioned his practice in a way that it's not built around his name. It's not, that's awesome. Yeah, and so that that is well, that's that, good. It, it's would, very it, would cri- it would cripple that 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 poor person, right? I mean, that you know, you build this great thing. Now you're like, man, my vision, my dream has changed. Maybe our focus has changed. Maybe we want to be, you and I were talking before, like, you know, it's like where you're born and raised. You're kind of like, I'm never coming back to this place. But then, you know, seasons change. 
And now maybe your your family's desires change. You're like, you know what? We want to be closer to our mom and dad. We want to be closer to where we grew up. Whatever it is, you should have the freedom to do so. And there's no shame in that. You can, you know, you our dreams, our goals, our visions for my family are dynamic. They're not static. So we never want to say we're never going to leave this place. We'll never sell this. You know, we'll never do that. Because that's exactly when you find yourself doing exactly that, you know, and it's like whatever the reason is, you want to have freedom. And I think everything that we do, one day, I'll never forget this, Tara and I, my wife, we were flying into um, San Francisco to speak at Life West. I'd never been to San Francisco, but this was, you know, before I had graduated. Now this was going to be like my third or fourth time going there to share at Life West. And, uh, you know, what was really cool about it is that we were flying in and we we're, we, we got, you know, we we're trying to relax a little bit. So we had this like nice black car transportation from the airport to, to downtown San Francisco. We're getting a little bit early so we could spend some time in the city and in the Bay, the Bay area. We just love it. We're riding in this car and I was just looking at all the lights. We're getting in at like 1030 at night, looking at all the lights and she's pregnant with our, with our son. And I looked at her and I said, I said, babe, can you believe what chiropractic what chiropractic has done for our lives in such a short amount of time. We were probably like, I don't know, 14 months into practice. And she goes, I was just thinking the same thing. And it was just such a really neat feeling sensation because now my son is 20 months old. He's been on 60 flights in 20 months because we travel so much to speak and we're devoted to going together and bringing my, you know, my family, we go, we go together as much as we can. And we want to make sure that people receive the same blessings from chiropractic, not just in the physical form of what we do for their health, but the people that are providing that service to our communities, that they that they have the opportunity to reach as many people as possible, that they have a fruitful life, that they're in the position to, to, to bless others. You know, a lot of, a lot of people in school, it's like this weird martyr. It's like a martyrdom, you know what I mean? In chiropractic where it's like, man, I'm just a servant. You know, I don't care about money. I don't care about, I don't care about success. I don't care about recognition. And it's like, well, man, it's almost like a lack mentality. And I understand if if you're a missionary, be a missionary, you know, go, go serve for free, do your thing. But you know, at the end of the day, that landlord's going to knock on your door because they want you to pay the bills. You know, at the end of the day, Sally May or whoever it is, Life University, they're going to knock on your door because you owe money for, for your student loans. You had to pay a huge sacrifice to be this, this professional chiropractor and you deserve to be blessed no matter what that looks like. And I'm not talking about just finances, but I speak very heavily about the fact that our institutions, they need money. You know, our, our organizations and associations that advance the principles of chiropractic and defend them, they need money. They need people that can step up, whether it's to, to actually be the one running for a, a position on the board or in that association, or they need, they need people that can step up and provide resources so that they can advance the interests of chiropractic. And then you can go all the way down, boil that down, Billy, all the way down to our community where our church needs money. You know what I mean? Our, our student organizations need money. You know, this, this um, nonprofit that's doing this great deed needs money. And so it's like we want to be in a position where we can provide a variety of resources, whether it's time, money, or skill, to help advance all the things that align with whatever it is and who you are that you love. You know what I mean? For me, I want to make sure that I'm a person that can always um, go above and beyond to support things that align with our values and our principles. And chiropractic has done that for us and allowed us to do that. And we want to help other people do the same thing. You know, Zig Ziglar says that uh, you know, money isn't everything, but it ranks up there with oxygen. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it, helps you, it helps you help other people. And I think that that's a big deal. 
Yeah, is it in, in Genesis twelve two? I think where it says, you know, you're blessed to be a blessing. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. it. You can definitely do way more with money than you can without. That's uh, right. I also heard somebody say one time that people that say money doesn't buy happiness, they don't know where to shop. That's <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, I heard a great one. You like this one, Billy? He said it was a is a mentor. Actually, he's married to one of the Coke one of the Coke uh, uh, heirs, and he said um, that she was told. That um, at a young age, that they say money can't buy you happiness, but she sure wants to find out for herself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I thought that's good. You know, but but chiropractors, some oftentimes they have this lack mentality, this poverty mentality. Like I don't want to talk about money. I don't. You know, and 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 why for me, it's important to be a, a strong and healthy business person and to run a strong and healthy business is because we provide a lot more than what most people see, but we, you know, we have many employees, you know what I mean? For us, not many is a lot of people, but you know, at our practice, we have probably like 10 people on payroll, you know, here, here at my, at my, uh, we have a small ranch in, in the foothills and the mountains. I got three to four college kids that work almost full time every single week at the, at the property, working on it, clearing it, building. And it's like, man, we're, we're sowing into other people's lives. It's, it's something that's helping their lives be enriched as well. And it's this huge trickle down effect. You know what I mean? You support other festivals and organizations and all these great things. And it's like, man, it's this great trickle down effect that chiropractic and business allows us to be a huge part of commerce and humanity. And I love it, man. There's two things I want to say. One is I heard a pastor the other day talk about this. He said, you know, Everything's created on exchange. You know, he said the way God created it, we we need oxygen. Yep. We get it from the trees. Uh, and there's this this just whole exchange, and that's how finances are also. Now, money's not bad. It's greed that's bad. Whenever mm-hmm. you're charging way too much for a service that you're just totally taking advantage of people, okay, that's whenever things start to be a problem. Agreed, agreed. That's that's where the problem is. But I want to back up. I want to touch on something you you were talking about earlier. Right out of practice, or I'm sorry, right out of school, you get out, you get out there, you start your practice. What did that look like? Yeah, so when we when we started, we we had a, a really unique strategy on determining where we wanted to be in terms of where in the country, and then you know it's like almost like you had this thirty thousand foot view, and you're like boom, 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 looking down and finding out exactly where we wanted to practice, all the way down to the street corner, right? And so my wife and I, we made a decision that we were going to um, run for community chiropractic. You hear that statement? Hug folks, kiss babies. You know, we ended up in a community that they say per capita has more chiropractors than any other um, than any other town in the state of Colorado. We didn't know that, but to be honest with you, I've never run into any of them, with the exception of a couple at one or two events in the entire time that we've been here. So my wife and I decided we were in this together, even though she had her own career. It was just going to be put on hold for just a second as we forged this, and uh, you know, it's kind of like. You know, we're, we're stubborn in our goals, but flexible in our methods. We knew exactly what we wanted to achieve and we were going to execute this thing in a very specific fashion and adapt as we went. So we, we did a significant marketing plan, um, before we opened our practice. Um, we, we did it for about 90 days. Um, we did, I mean, right up to the very end, I had done over 80 networking marketing meetings in, in 60 days while doing, you know, um, health screenings while doing talks, while doing business to business, um, meet and greets, doing lunch and learns, attending, um, chamber events. I mean, we just infiltrated our community. Um, we scheduled 174 new patients in our first five days. 
um, which I'd never heard of. The biggest I'd ever heard of while I was in school was like 30. And that was a big deal. People were like, wow, he had 30, he had 30 new Prax members his first week. We had 174 scheduled, and Billy, 120 of them showed in the first five days. We were open from 8 in the morning till 8 at night, five days straight. 120 showed, um, 178 total visits. So, you know, adjustments and everything after that. Um, we started, we collected tens of thousands of dollars cash in our first week. Um, we, we, we covered our overhead, you know, for our practice before the first week was done. You know what I mean? It was just unbelievable. And, uh, we stayed humble, but we walked in total excellence and, um, we, we leverage that, you know, a lot of people where they make their mistake, Billy, is that they focus on that first week. And even the people we talk about, were like, I can help you explode that first week, but you need to make sure you have things lined up for week two, week three, week four, all the way up to, to 12 months in a practice. And you need to have this momentum, just keep moving that momentum forward. And, um, we broke, uh, 300 visits in our first three weeks, 500 in under three months. And we, um, onward and upward from there, we had our first hundred thousand dollar month, seven months in a practice, all cash. And so it exploded out of the gate and people just kept coming. They're like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? That's when the first, you know, we spoke about some of the people that reached out to me that I kind of had interaction in with, um, out of the gate and practice people, big wigs in chiropractic started knocking on the door and asking what we were doing. And, um, and it was cool and it opened a lot of doors, you know, and, and I was grateful for that because I want to, I believe there's going to be a season in chiropractic where the infighting is going to have to intensify. You know what I mean? To kind of divide the lines and say, what line, what side of the fence are we on? You know what I mean? No more fence sitters. We need to divide a little, you know, I, the, the profession's already divided, but I think the infighting is going to have to intensify to say, okay, which side are we going to fight for? And then drive that thing home so we can either keep our, de- our, 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 our definition of what chiropractic is clear and concise. Um, or, you know, we're going to get absorbed by other professions. I mean, I don't, I'm not a proponent of injectables and all that sort of thing. I'm a proponent of the people that are, that, that do it, do it. You know, that's fine if that's what their, their, their shtick is. But I I believe chiropractic is an inside out profession and and we need to, if we want to have partnerships with other, um, and alliances with other healthcare providers, that's fine. But I think we need to really stick to our guns and make sure that we keep what we are very clearly and well-defined. And so, um, you know, it's been good to synergize and mastermind with a lot of great people in chiropractic. And I've seen them, you know, I see the people that you've interviewed on your podcast and it's pretty incredible. You know what I mean? There's a lot of powerhouse in chiropractic, Billy. It'd be really great if all those powerhouses worked together for the same cause rather than just advancing their own camp. Yep. That's very true. You know, and for us, you know, I, I've told, I've told from stage, I've told in podcasts, I've told it in interviews. And I, I, listen, Amped, Amped is built to advance the chiropractic profession, not to advance Amped. It's to help create critical mass of a bunch of young people being wildly successful right out of school into practice. Where if we had a bunch of practices collecting fifty thousand dollars more cash a month, not being insurance dependent, being able to pay off their student loans and not default, being able to. Um, to support the organizations that support chiropractic and do all those wonderful things, we would be in a great place professionally, you know, rather than all of these individual camps saying, Hey, we're this kind of healthcare provider because, and it's, it's, you know, fill in the blank of the name of their organization. You know, at the end of the day, we're chiropractors, man. We want to advance chiropractic, not amped. Yeah, that's strong. You know, whenever I started Cairo Candy, um, I mean, I have people say, well, what are you going to do to monetize it? So, you know what? I don't know. I don't, all I know is I feel that this is something like you and I spoke before we started recording. I felt 
called to do this. I'm not trying to be super spiritual, but I really felt that this is you know something I needed to do. My goal is just to provide value, just to provide value. And sure, one of the other things you and I talked about, you know, I used to have a list of questions that I would kind of ask certain people, and then it is just more, you know, what? Come on, let's visit and just share some nuggets. You know, share some value with the audience uh, because I want docs listening, and this is this is what I see happening. You know, somebody's listening right now at the gym or they're listening on their way home. Uh, I want them to take things and go, ah, you know what? I cannot wait to get back to, to the office tomorrow. I'm going to implement that. I want to do that. I, I want to, I mean, I, I got a phone call from a guy the other day. He reached out to me and he goes, dude, I just want you to know I've been crazy busy over the past four weeks. And he says, and you know what? It's implementing some of the things I learned on your, on your podcast. He goes, awesome. it's changed my practice. And it's awesome. not that... I, mean, I just want to have guests on that provide value to the profession. That's it. And, and I've shared this a lot too. It r- literally, really, really upsets me when I see a business, any business in town going under. Because there was a time when that business owner couldn't sleep at night because he was so excited about starting his new pride and whatever, his new business. And then there was a time where he couldn't sleep at night because he didn't know how to keep it open. And typically, the thing they're missing is marketing, whether it's internal or external, you know, referrals or something. You've How do you package what it is you do as long as what you do is good? You know, what product or service that you have, you, you owe it to your community if it's going to make an impact in their lives to get that message out there. And... It kind of come in full circle. That's really the purpose of, of Cairo Candy is just to have guys like you on that that are making an impact in the profession, in their communities to say, hey, this is what we do. This is what we're doing. It's working, you know, and, you know, people can kind of buffet it. You know what? I'm going to apply that to my practice. You know, sure. this really doesn't resonate with, with me, but this sure does. Um, but you just like what you said, just about Amped in general is still making it you. You that's know. right. That's well. That's a huge thing for me. I had an experience. Where my friend was a uh, um, a franchisee of a of a large a large coaching or management program in chiropractic. Right. This guy is a powerhouse. Wife's powerhouse. They would have been powerhouses, and no matter what they would have done in chiropractic, but they signed on that dotted line. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. They own them for like a, an extended period of time. And when he came to visit our practice and he was waiting in the waiting room, we had like 45 people in the waiting room. I barely saw him. I didn't even know what time it was. We were just rushing. It was my first year of practice. And there he was standing in the middle of the room. And I could see that he was emotional. This is a guy's guy, like a mountain man. He was, but he was emotional. And uh, after it was all said and done, I had some food brought in to be catered because I was going to have to work late that night. But I wanted to spend some time you know, just fellowshipping with them. So we ate some food in the back. We were talking. I said, man, you looked emotional, bro. What, what was that? You know what I mean? He goes, man, it's everything you said you were going to do, you did. He goes from the reclaimed barn wood to the exposed rafters, the concrete floors, to the rusted metals. He goes, it's all what we said we were going to do. He goes, you know, I recently wanted to paint, change the color of my front desk behind the back wall and put our logo up there. And he goes, and I got a cease and assist letter from the franchise. He said, because I'm not allowed to do that. And he goes, and I'm, I have to wear khaki. I was wearing like, you know, I was wearing what I wear. I looked excellent, not extravagant, but I mean, it was me, you know, I have my beard and it's just me, right, Billy. And that's, that's me. I feel strong in that. I feel powerful in that. I feel genuine in that. He's like, I have to wear my khakis and my, my polo shirt tucked in. And he goes, and I just, every day I put this thing on, I'm like, it's like a uniform. 
So my thing is, is that I feel like the community can sense ingenuous, like a dog can sense fear. You know what I mean? Like a, like a shark can smell blood in the water. And we need to be genuine, pure representations of who we are, delivering what we believe to the community. And that's where you're going to attract the people you want to serve. And I'm not talking about this new agey, attract, oh, just put it out there and get it back. It's, that's not me. You know what I mean? But right. you know, you're, you, that genuineness is going to allow connectivity. And that connectivity leads to relationships. And those relationships are built on trust and that's what allows people to want to be in your presence. And that trust allows them to, do, to, to refer their spouse, to, to get their kids under care, to refer their friends, to invite you into their workplace, to do a health talk. Everything we do is built on relationships based upon trust. And I think that you can't do that if you're not being genuine. People are going to sense that and they're not going to trust you. And that's going to put a pause in their spirit. And that pause can, can lead to a, a lack of action. And man, we, it's like, man, that, it gets deep. You know what I mean? It goes deep into how this all manifests and how this all happens and transpires. And some people think, man, it's what, what marketing event are you doing? You know what I mean? Hey man, you know, like what, Hey, what are you doing? Those, those target ads, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those things are all important things, but if you can't be genuine in your practice and in your communication, how you are connecting with people, it's all going to fall on deaf ears and, and you're going to, you're going to turn your wheels in the mud. And it's going to become very frustrating. Dr. Michael Viscarelli, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, tell us a little bit more in closing, uh, about amped and what you guys have coming up and how people can get involved. Well, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that, but you know, we, uh, when we started Amped, it was because we wanted to help create that critical mass. We want to see people, you know, fulfilling their sole purpose and their dreams and stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's, 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 it's good to have some procedural training and stuff like that and have some, some, you know, some fine tuning here and there, but at the core of it, Amped is a mastermind. It's a bunch of people leaning on each other, sharing ideas, talking about things that are breaking through, um, you know, uh, answering each other's questions. And so it's, it's that elite mastermind that's worked so well. And we, we've got, you know, people all over the country and people now all over the world that are, that are participating, which is really, really cool. And, um, it's, uh, it's not a coaching program, but it, it is a mastermind and it's a month to month obligation. There's no, there's no contract. I hate that crap. We don't want people to be a part of anything that don't want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? And so we do a lot of free events. We have our, um, our next conference coming up in Atlanta, Georgia. It'll be by far our largest conference to date. Um, and last time we were in Atlanta, we had almost 800 people there. Um, the next one is August 5th through the 7th in Atlanta, Georgia at the Westin in Buckhead, which is just an absolute world-class facility right there at Lenox Mall. You're right in the parking lot of Lenox Mall. Um, it's August 5th through the 7th, and people can go to ampednow.com forward slash events if they want to register. You can register completely free. It's a team event, so you can bring your entire family, your entire team. It's 100% complimentary. There's no charge. We just want you to come attend, be inspired, and, and have some you know, marching orders and some action steps and some nuggets to uh, implement in your practice. We're expecting about 1,000 people there, um, and the registration is filling up very quickly already. We also started MindTweak, which is um, an info products company. It's posters, waiting room videos, testimonials, handouts, research articles, and everything in between. The reason we did this stuff is because we want relevant information. Some of, some of the stuff that's out there in chiropractic is so irrelevant and old and dated, right, Billy? And we want relevant information to move forward in this in this profession and organizations that sew back into chiropractic. So 
from amped to launch to mind tweak and everything in between everything that we create sows directly back into chiropractic proceeds go back to research goes back to pediatrics goes back to associations and 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 um affiliations that advance and preserve and protect this thing we love chiropractic so if you'd like to attend and you'd like to be a part of it, we, we'd love to have you. It'd be great. And uh, if not, you can watch our, our YouTube page. You can watch you know, any, you know, these podcasts, whatever you want. If we can help in any way move through critical mass this profession forward, that's our goal. Ben, a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to spend with us today. Appreciate being on, bud. Appreciate it very much. Hey, guys, make sure you head on over to Cairo Candy dot com forward slash zero six three for the show notes to this episode uh, there's links there on how you can find out more uh, about amped mind tweak launch tour uh, just how you can reach out uh, to dr michael vascarelli so i hope you enjoyed this show and like i mentioned at the beginning of this episode this was a guy that one of you reached out to me and said you've got to have him on the show if there are other people out there in the profession that you think would be a great guest, uh, please feel free to hit me up on Facebook. Uh, you can go to uh, any of the show notes uh, and leave a comment below and uh, we'll see what we can do about making that happen. The whole purpose of this show is to help you, help motivate you uh, to grow your practice, to think like a marketer, and just to get out there and increase the impact you have in your community. So uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week on another episode of Cairo Candy.